0: Guess what, citizens of Gotham? It's Comedy Film Noir's episode 485,
1: we're 85. We're going to be talking a lot about the Joker today. Um, yeah. but uh, it's wow. We got a lot to discuss.
0: We have a lot to discuss mm-hmm. with that. We will be doing a separate spoiler Joker spoiler app. So this episode will just kind of broad stroke it. Episode 99 on the spoilers. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Look at that. We're very close to episode 600, mm-hmm. our final episode
1: December 12th. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Live. Live at the (laughs) Dynasty Typewriter. So uh, why don't we uh, introduce our guest, first-time guest. First-time guest. uh, Connected by a fan.
0: Connected by a fan. This is a Julia W.D. Harrison Mm -hmm. finding who... um, they should call her WD-40 because yeah. she greases the wheels of podcasting. She keeps the podcast machine moving. Um, Anastasia Vigo yeah. from the Dunktown podcast. Hello. Uh, I just did it last night. Yeah. It's fantastic. So it's, explain what your podcast is.
2: Uh, so essentially, it's me and my co-host, Agata, uh, kind of learning about basketball. We were lukewarm basketball fans for most of our lives just kind of following our home teams, and then... um, Define
1: define a lukewarm basketball fan.
2: Like, we probably knew the starters of our home teams and Mm -hmm. and followed those people a little bit. Mm -hmm. But we didn't know the league in general... We didn't really even know a lot of the rules of the game,
1: <laughs> you know? Um,
2: and then uh, I moved to the Bay Area in 2008, and Steph Curry moved there in 2009. I got swept up in Warriors Fever. And then when I moved here, um, Agata and I started talking about basketball and decided we wanted to learn more. Um, and our, our friend Gabe, who produces the show, he was like, let's, let's do this. And so it's kind of like our journey learning more about the league, um, first the NBA, and then we did the WNBA, mm-hmm. um, which we hadn't followed at all. So that was that was very exciting. Um, and it's a comedy podcast; we are ridiculous, and Graham was great on it last night. <laughs> You was, legitimized us a little bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was so fun, and this is why Julia uh, connected us because I'm obviously a fan of the WNBA. Mm-hmm. I go to Sparks games. I've been a season ticket holder. Um, so Julia was like, "Oh, Graham, you should." So we. It was great. I, you know, we. Wa- I watched Game Three of the WNBA Finals on Sunday, mm-hmm. and I was like, kind of chomping at the bit to talk about the game and the series, and because I love you know like it's a best of five and i love you know seeing how the momentum shifts in a five game or seven game series it was great and we, this is
2: a dramatic one i mean i think yes. that's like kind of what our podcast is mostly about it's like we like highlighting the drama the excitement like mm-hmm. we talk about it like you know we still probably are not great on the rules
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
2: and you'll, we don't really you'll get there You yeah run. yeah we're, we're on our way couple mm-hmm. maybe uh Once we get to a decade like you guys, (laughs) we'll have a grasp of the game.
0: (laughs) Well, the cool thing was last night you brought up. um, I had seen that, that the vice president of the Sparks, Penny Tolliver, had been relieved of her duties. And I didn't know what that meant. And you had done more digging and found that there was some kind of halftime tirade and butting heads with the coach maybe and there's still a lot of speculation but you guys gave me information last night that i wasn't aware of
2: well i mean that again that's the stuff we love and so i was like trying to dig deep to figure out like who has beef with who you know it's like (laughs) what caused this and you know everyone's very button-lipped you know as they should be really but um reading all of the articles about this is so exciting because you get to hear people like anonymously you know talk trash about their hmm. gm essentially mm-hmm. yeah and it, she's she sounds like a tough one she's definitely uh rides her players hard and i think it finally sort of bit her in the ass
0: yeah i think that somebody that 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 apparently she's done this before where she just has these tirades like so they the Sparks uh,
1: got swept. Now, aren't these games televised, too? So isn't there, like, footage to well, see a tirade? She or is they behind did it the scenes? in
2: the locker room. Oh, yeah.
1: I see. Yeah. So it's calculated. Well, I can't do this where there's a camera. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And and
0: I think, too, um, because the WNBA isn't as popular as the NBA, mm-hmm. I think she's, she has a little bit of a benefit in the sense that if this was an NBA, there would be this would be dominating the news cycle twenty-four-seven. Right. So it's sort of just like, what happened? I don't know. There's a couple anonymous mm. and also that type of of either coach or GM that yells at the team, some players really respond, like, Oh, I needed that kick in the ass. And some players mm. do not like it. Yeah. And they have no problem then going, Well, this person got their got their comeuppance or whatever. so it's and that's great drama
2: That's too. one thing mm. about the as you said, if this were the NBA it would be you know front page news. but um kind of it's kind of cool once you dive deep into WNBA, Twitter and all of these sort of like, so it's like secret. Dance Moms,
1: but with basketball. Yeah, okay. I mean, <laughs> pretty much. You kind of
2: like you can you can get deep into these like sort of secret worlds of WNBA fandom. That's mm-hmm. really exciting. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It is. It's a it's a fun league to talk to talk. It's great basketball, and it's fun to talk about. And it's
1: you know. Well, just, that'll help you with your uh, WNBA fan fiction that you're working. With. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my god, Which that I'm, would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. So yeah. So, well, I thought, um, because we have a lot to talk about The Jericho, why don't we instead let our guest go first to yes. talk about the movie that mm-hmm. uh, she saw? Because this was a movie that I heard about, and it, it struck me immediately as like, okay, well, because it did well, um, you know, every Stephen King adaptation imaginable is going to get greenlit. Everything from Castle Rock on Hulu to um, a Pet Cemetery remake to mm. then Dr. Sleep. And then uh, there was one like Netflix, well, what's left? Uh, something about a field, we'll take it.
0: Yeah, And it's a coin toss as to whether a Stephen King novel is going to be interpreted correctly. Yes. Coin toss. Mm -hmm. So I saw the trailer for this because I believe it's on Netflix, right? Mm -hmm. So... Did you know much about it going in? Are you a big Stephen King fan or
2: I didn't know anything about it except that it was based on a Stephen King novel. And it, it, I even read something that said novelette. So maybe it's like a oh, tiny yes. novel. Yeah, a tiny I don't, novel. A
1: novella. <laughs> <laughs> a novella. Um
2: I think that uh like I just was like, I'm I've been watching kind of spooky movies. It's the season mm-hmm. and I was like, Yeah, cool. I I like Stephen King Uh, books and I like a lot of the adaptations even though you're right like a lot of them are really you know not adapted very well but uh, so I didn't know much about it going in and I did read the little description though Mm -hmm. on Netflix which pretty much just says a pregnant woman and her brother go into tall grass to find a missing boy or something like that Mm -hmm. and uh, I was actually pleasantly surprised I I feel like it was um lots of twists and turns, typical Stephen King fashion. It gets cheesy at parts. There's like some cheesy CGI elements mm. that I was like, I get where you're going and I, I think it could be cool. Did but... you feel like
1: the grass was real the whole time though? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, there's there definitely there's some cool grass work that they do.
0: <laughs> because, I love a film with good grass work. <laughs>
2: yeah, there, there's some times where the grass is moving and there's like whispers that you hear mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then the whispers stop and the grass just goes like stiff.
1: Mm-hmm. And well, that's cool. It
2: was like kind of cool, you know, effects. But at the same time, um, you know, you have to buy into this premise because it's right. a, kind of a cheesy that the premise. grass
0: is creepy or yeah yeah, yeah. Or whatever and um,
2: and they're stuck in it yeah <laughs> and I don't want to spoil anything because mm. this there are lots of twists and turns but there's a really interesting time overlap situation that's happening it's like mm. it's very um, paranormal in the sense of like if you think about. Like alternate timelines or alternate universes like folding in on each other, mm-hmm. Ooh, that's cool, yeah, there that was the best element about this, um, and it was so cool that as soon as I woke up the next day, I was like still thinking about it. Oh wow, yeah, that's cool, so I mean, that's to its benefit, but yeah, definitely some cheesy moments, lots of unknown actors who I think did a pretty good job. um Patrick Wilson was in it. And he was great, um, and it's very unexplained, which I think is cool too. They don't really explain a whole lot. There's mm-hmm. like something controlling the grass, and you never really get that complete. I think it would have been bad if it was like you know,
0: you found out you it found, was this. Yeah, alien. it's like oh, it's
2: aliens or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I think that would have been really bad. Well,
0: that's All interesting. Right. So it's like one
1: of these good Halloween movie. To yeah, check just out. Halloween
0: at home and mm-hmm. and go. You go in sort of knowing it's. The thing it's is, a Netflix been, movie. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's the old, it's the old video rental model. Yeah, Remember yeah. when you just went to the video store and were like, "No."
1: Eh. Oh, I've never heard of this. Must be directed DVD. All right, I'll check it out. It's you not know.
0: great. I know it's not an Oscar movie that I missed. I get
1: three for five bucks. I mean, yeah. I need <laughs> one more. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes.
0: <laughs> we can pause it, make yeah. popcorn, go to the restroom, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. you know, it'll be a fine night. Mm-hmm. And it, it's
2: there's one jump scare in it. It's not really like a jump scare movie. It's more of a like like mess with your mind kind of movie right. and there were some like really gross parts of it too mm.
1: but okay. all right i'm out entertaining yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but entertaining it did its job all right there all you, right. Go. Well, there you I'll go check
1: it out for sure
0: um all right so which one of us wants to go first, <laughs> yeah, sure, first. I, i'll say this i saw it thursday night okay I was like, I'm either going Thursday or Monday. I'm not Mm. going during the weekend. Mm. I heard there was one scare in Long Beach. There was like a bag and people ran out or something like that. Because I'm like, I'm not getting caught up in the fact that they tried to overhype this
1: movie. Yeah, right.
0: I have some thoughts on that.
1: Mm -hmm. But you go first. Okay.
0: (laughs) Did you like it?
1: Um, I thought it was one of the best movies of the year. I absolutely love this film. Um, And the reason I loved it is because... It was this. And first of all, who thought the guy that made The Hangover could actually make a real movie? I, I got to say, going into this movie, I was so not on board. From seeing all the trailers, from the premise to like the way it was being hyped, I was like, oh, I still don't think. This is even the posters, yeah, are even like the posters, too dramatic. I, I, yes, it was everything. ...pointed to me not going to like this movie. Right, and you don't,
0: again, you don't like... Big, wacky comedy, great. Mm -hmm. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips doing some dark Joker movie? Oh, well, this is going to miss
1: the mark. He's going to miss the mark. Yeah, so... Um, The way this movie unfolded, I was so incredibly pleasantly surprised as it just unfolded and unfolded and unfolded. Everything was so meticulously well-crafted. And here's the thing that I love the most about it. Because I started doing a little research, too, after I saw the movie. Because everything is all online about them. We'll get more into this in the spoilers. Um, you know, there are some fantasy sequences in the movie, but it, it's like, well, what's real? What isn't? What is this, you know, what is real? And uh, even the director and the star, Joaquin Phoenix, even in interviews when they're pressed, they make it very clear, well, it's all open to interpretation. And the explanation, normally I would hate that explanation, have a plan, but it's the Joker. And um, Todd Phillips said, we wanted to create a movie with an unreliable narrator. Mm. And there's no other way that would fit better than if your subject is the joker because it even goes back to um christopher nolan's joker where like he would tell a different story every time on how he got the scars (laughs) and that and that was the kind of thing where it's like you know in other characters that wouldn't work but with the joker it works perfectly whose whole yeah
0: Regardless, I mean, the, the Joker character has been interpreted numerous, numerous times. Yes, and it's always though an, he's just chaos. Yes, so he's mm-hmm. just an agent of chaos in whatever right. version they decide mm-hmm. to, to pick this mm-hmm. character. So I, I, I agree. I love I loved that too.
1: Yeah, and uh, it was the kind of thing too. And I would go back to Christopher Nolan again. Is like you could make a different interpretation of these characters if you don't fuck with the DNA of these characters, and that's what this movie did. So beautifully was it like we're going to make basically a taxi driver movie with clown paint it's really it's clown make it's taxi driver and clown makeup that's what this movie is and uh, but what we're also going to do is we're going to make this a uh, a love letter to 70s crime movies because every single shot and scene a dark corridor a dark 70s cars 70s clothing but they never said but they never said we're set in the 70s but (laughs) even they had
0: a garbage strike which is what happened in New York City in the 70s when Mm -hmm. New York was just up for grabs garbage strike the blackout Mm -hmm. son of Sam like so they really sort of made gotham that yes. but without saying it's the 70s and it,
1: it, it was a uh, it was basically a boiling point that something was uh was basically boiling over and uh it was a this movie could best be described to as a slow burn like it started really slow you saw this this deterioration of the joker and his his mental state and then how he actually became the joker but It was such a grounded interpretation, uh, everything from mental health to being cut off funding to being like an unlikely um, reality show star. Like all of these things were kind of mixed together in such a way that I've never seen uh, a movie like this before before. Um, this mix of like who would have thought oh you know you could you could mix Taxi Driver in a comic book movie no there's, there's there's no way Scorsese would never make a comic book movie it wouldn't fit it wouldn't work and he figured out a way to do it and Joaquin Phoenix's performance was fantastic um, even I'm looking at some of the, the trivia like he based his laugh on videos of people suffering from pathological laughter so he sought oh. to portray a character with which audiences could not identify with him and here's the main fear I had on this movie that was allayed I was so afraid that they would go too far in this movie and go like well we're gonna show an interpretation of the Joker and um, have you feel empathy for him and all you know we're gonna humanize him and all of these things Um, they did some of that but they never lost fact the fact uh, sight of the fact that he's a psychopathic killer and that was never shied away from that was never excused, and it was actually showing how horrible this you know regardless of how he got there, he's a horrible villain mm. and that that never actually got um um shied away from which I really liked
0: yeah the the I, I love this movie too, mm-hmm. and I went in with the same some of the same reservations we mm-hmm. talked about on this show the last trailer that showed Robert de Niro was the first one I went mm, this could be okay
1: yeah mm-hmm
0: but I had so many reservations
1: honestly I was still not on board even after you right. were you were starting to crack for you <laughs> yeah I'm like nope nope guard's still up
0: <laughs> um and and uh, you know again you're comparing this to the Heath Ledger Joker which I up until now hmm I had said is the best interpretation of the Joker and the Joker Batman dynamic. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't have that it just has the right. origin story of the Joker. Mm-hmm. But the thing I loved about it cuz you're sitting I mean Heath Ledger's Joker is so great and his chaos the, the all of the stuff that scene with Harvey Dent where he puts the gun under his head. and you could right. tell he's like, God, yeah. I what if it is? Yeah, what yeah, if I die yeah. today? Like Now he's, you're talking. Yeah, now mm-hmm. let's do it. Doesn't mm-hmm. care. Right. Out mm-hmm. of his mind. And he's you know, that, that mm-hmm. great scene, and we've talked about it a lot on this show between the Joker and the Batman, Heath Ledger and 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 um uh what's his name? Uh I always make
1: us. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Mm-hmm.
0: Um or the Joker has that great scene saying, "You and I aren't that different. Don't talk like them. Yeah, you're don't, not like them. Don't don't talk like mm-hmm. them. You know, um, you you run around in a Batman suit and beat people up. You're judging me because yeah, I got a clown yeah. suit on. Come on, <laughs> like it's a it's a great, and it, it that movie really depicted the Batman Joker needing each other. I mean, in the in the graphic novels, that's always the one time you know, like they they've t- in the Dark Knight series where the Batman." the one time he vowed he always said i'm never going to kill any people that, that was his the batman's right. vow and he mm-hmm. broke it with the, j- the joker right mm-hmm. just because the joker's that nuts and that evil mm-hmm. so that's what i was bringing into this like man joaquin phoenix plays a great weirdo you know he's just creepy and off-putting to look at if you just saw him just like having yeah. soup right. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like oh so yeah. the losing weight and the weird contortions and all that stuff but man They did something with the Joker that's never been done, that I know of. They've always called the Joker crazy, evil, sociopath. They've never said untreated mental illness. Mm. And this movie, man, took a big, bold swing at untreated mental illness, at the rich. I mean, this movie is like, I get, I I understood too. We talked about it ahead of of the movie. Like, they're overhyping. the Oh, it's going to cause because that guy that went into the theater in 2012 dressed right, like the right. Joker, he had a schizophrenic mm-hmm. break or whatever. It was awful. Mm-hmm. And so they're like this movie is encouraging that. I was like, "Oh, come on. People haven't seen the movie. Come on." Right. We'll get into it of in the spoiler, but man, I mean, there's a scene, there's a scene where it, there's they pan across a newspaper headline that says "Kill the Rich?" question mark. Is that what this movement is about? And you see Garbage everywhere, homeless people everywhere. You know, he's getting state funded mental health and prescriptions that gets cut. Right. And man, they've never portrayed the Joker. They've never, and it's really, they use the Joker to say, hey, America, we have a serious mental illness problem that we're not addressing and it's tied into violence and gun you know like they they went head on that issue and then the disparity of wealth in this country they went right at it mm-hmm. in a in a like hey ruling class this could turn ugly for you real quick and i was like man and again without spoiling it the same fear chris you had about are they going to make him too like like you can't make right and the reveal dealt with that i mean like i don't that's the only way i can say it it's like there were scenes where you're like are they making him likable are they making him sympathetic Mm -hmm. and then they the stuff they revealed you went oh wow yeah (laughs) i I Mm -hmm. got chills yeah so i mean this movie is is an amazing and, and the way they handled it, and the way Todd Phillips handled it, is sort of the way they've done with graphic novels. Like, we're just gonna sh- this one off is gonna depict the Joker in this one way. Does it fit in the overall DC universe? No, Mm-mm. maybe not, not at all, and nor should
1: it. No, but it's like, what are they? Uh, DC has that uh imprint, Elseworlds, yeah, yeah, it felt like an Elseworlds yes. kind of story, but just fine. Like, you yeah. just
0: it's like you know the joker graphic novel or the killing joke Mm -hmm. that's where
1: the stand-up comedy part came from was from killing joke yep Mm -hmm.
0: and so it was just like man it was it was and the dirty you know bankrupt you know big city
2: it seems like the batman universe has the most success when they show the grittiness of the city i think that's yes. like a huge part of batman
1: it, it's a yeah absolutely like and when you look at this the is first... why when we talk about the spoilers we'll get into that because that's part of the uh um, the basically the climax of the film. Oh, really? Yeah, but I've I I don't want to oh. give it away because it's like the mo- some of the most powerful parts in the movie.
0: What did you think of, did you watch the, the Christopher Nolan trilogy, Batman yeah. movie? Yeah, so I,
2: I was a huge fan of the Batman animated series when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And then also... The- oh, by the
1: way, before I forget, speaking of the Batman animated series, there's some Easter eggs in this oh, movie really? about that. If you look at the clown uh, masks that the uh, people wear towards the end, it's based on that design from like the Joker's henchman in the animated oh, that's movie, so cool. or in the animated series. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm.
2: I also love the um, the first Tim Burton film.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: but I think a lot of those, you know, uh, the reason why they're good, and the Christopher Nolan one, like, is the fact that they show you know it's like corruption. Uh, Homelessness, like depravity in the city, that kind of stuff is such a huge part of Batman, uh-huh. I think, and I think that's what makes the idea of someone dressing up like a bat relatable mm-hmm. you know it's like mm-hmm. it's corny when you just put it that way, and I think a lot of the like the later um nineties movies were really corny, yeah. you know, they and, got too campy, yeah,
1: for sure, yeah, and
2: you know, like the seventies TV show was very campy mm-hmm. but it, it's cool to hear that they said it in the 70s also because it kind of feels like we're heading back to the 70s a little mm-hmm. bit where urban centers are just filled with homelessness and mm-hmm. garbage and like.
1: I, I, I was talking to Mike Schmidt over text about the movie because he, he loved it too. And he mentioned a couple of things about just 70s cinema, you know, not just the shots, but like even the sound design like, the way the gunshots were overly loud. Like, if you can see those, that's, like, all 70s right. movie stuff. that yeah. was really interesting.
0: Yeah, old cars, um, the way they shot the crowded streets with that, like, long lens mm-hmm. with the real long depth of field, that was such a 70s shot of a big city. Mm-hmm. Anytime they shot New York, I mean, literally, like... Um, um, well, like the cop shows, I mean, Streets of San Francisco, but also um, I'm blanking on it. The Gene Hackman Popeye Doyle movie, um,
1: oh, French, French Connection. Connection. Yeah.
0: French Connection did that, and just and that you want to talk about New York
1: just un, just oh, yeah. cla- Ridden collapsing. Ridden
0: Um, then there had those movies like... uh,
1: Or every Dirty Harry movie. Every
0: Dirty (laughs) Harry movie was like that. It was always depicted the big urban city falling apart. That Mm -hmm. movie Thief, that was more in the 80s. But like a lot of the 70s movies always... Because that's what was happening. They
1: always just started with urban decay. That's where everything started. You kind of
2: can't look at New York... I mean, because Gotham's sort of based on New York. You can't really look at New York now because you're looking at... Just wealth and right. tourism. Yeah. But when you look at New York
0: of the 70s, it's. Oh, like, Times Square yeah. was the red light district. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There mm-hmm. was porn shops. There was, yep. I mean, it was just.
1: It's you very know. different. Now I think Disney has a store in a. Yeah. You know, in <laughs> Times Square. <laughs>
0: I mean, in an old porn shop. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Next to the big Toys R Us. I mean, that was the, to the 70s there.
0: too, was like, I've just been watching on, on Netflix the, the hip hop evolution documentary so and they mm-hmm. talk about the bronx up for grabs nothing happening mean, just decaying tenements and just all that stuff yeah. um the again the 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 blackout in new york 72 hours of no electricity in the i mean yeah and the rioting that city, happened right? and the looting yeah. and so it really yeah this movie i i, I it's it's in the, in the Batman universe, I think it's great. They did a great movie. But in a terms of just kind of shining a light on what's happening now, going there's a huge yeah. wealth disparity in this country.
1: It's one of the – well, it's, it's the best comic book movie DC has made in years. Yeah. Easily, easily. And even one of the better comic book movies. Like, um, it was a real movie that was, you know, had – was disguised almost as a comic book movie so and even todd phillips said that we made a real movie kind of disguised as as a comic i mean man
0: super critical of thomas wayne
1: so yeah and that was interesting um the other thing i was thinking of well then there's going to be a severe um age difference between joker and batman (laughs) when he grows up
0: (laughs) yeah they just sort of
1: and, and i was like it was an
0: interesting depiction of of you know of the Thomas Wayne is this rich, privileged dick, you know, yeah and
1: that was probably the biggest departure of the comic book mythology, like everything else I could kind of see, and there were hints of, but that was probably the biggest departure because he's always been portrayed as a philanthropist and trying to save Gotham and mm-hmm. always on the right side. So, mean, he was a doctor, so um that was an interesting choice.
0: It was an interesting choice, and I think what what at first I was like, man, I was sort of like sort of rattling my Batman, you know, mm-hmm. uh, love. And I was like, well, oh, you can't do that. And then I was like, no, this is the Joker's view. This and is how the Joker and would view Thomas Wayne.
1: An unreliable narrator. Yep. Because you don't know which scenes were real, which scenes were in his head, even that gets into stuff with his mom and his, uh, you know, we'll get more into the spoiler. But um, the other thing, I mean, it the movie even doubled down to the point where um, all right now we're going to trick you even further we're going to make sure you know this part was a fantasy sequence but now we're going to show you three more and not tell you which one yeah. is which one is real well, and which one's happening there was
0: a comic that I had Will Spotted Bear on the FNX show that I directed and he one of the reasons I cast him in the show and you can see this joke on if you go to it's on First Nations Comic Experiences on is on Amazon Prime he does this amazing joke talking about why Spider-Man's better than Batman. Mm-hmm. And one of the jokes he makes is like, well, the Joker didn't get health care because Wayne Industries wasn't hiring.
1: <laughs> he didn't get comprehensive.
0: And it's this kind of joke criticizing the because Batman's a rich kid and he, you mm-hmm. know, he just beats up poor people. And mm-hmm. you know, he didn't had he given the Joker a job with good health care and that treated his <laughs> mental health, he wouldn't have this problem. And it's a, it's like a Gotham socialism joke and it's mm. brilliant. And I was like, wow, that's sort of his joke as the plot mm-hmm. of this film.
1: Right. Um, yeah, it was. Well, the other thing that was interesting is Joaquin Phoenix, I was thinking about like, even like my wife and I saw this movie together and she was like, well, Joaquin Phoenix, has he been in a lot of stuff? And I'm thinking, yeah, he's he's been around forever. And, like, what other big movies? And I'm thinking, Gladiator? Is that the last big movie he's done? (laughs) I mean, um, because, you look, he's done a ton of indies, like You Were Never Here and a bunch of other. But there have been other ones in there. But he never really made that giant jump to, like, superhero movie. And it turns out he turned a few down, uh, which I found really surprising. He turned down Doctor Strange. Um, He could have been Doctor Strange. And he turned down uh, replacing Edward Norton as Bruce Banner. He didn't want to sign on to a uh, multi-picture deal that Marvel Studios, because they don't sign you to one movie. It you have was, to do a bunch.
0: When he did Signs, the mm-hmm. big yeah. M. Night Shyamalan movie, yeah. I remember seeing an interview with Mel Gibson, and he's like, the, he's like, Joaquin Phoenix could be crazy famous if he wanted to, but he doesn't. Right. And this, that's it. That
1: you, makes perfect sense. You don't yeah. turn
0: down Doctor Strange.
1: Right, no. If you want no. to be
0: an A-list celebrity, you say yes mm. to Doctor Strange. He didn't right.
2: need it, probably. No. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he's got like family money and stuff, too. I don't think he ever wanted like the I think he I think he's a really good actor and he has made really great decisions about films well, that he wants. But He to doesn't
1: do. have his own band like the other Joker. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, you were never here. I talked about that last year. That is a great indie movie. And again, he plays this cop that rescues kids that have been trafficked. I mean, it is gritty as hell. And he's the perfect guy for it. Like. Because he's been an isolated loner in his real life when he grew that beard and all i mean he mm. just he just has sort of done that,
1: yeah, yeah and so this um whether he likes it or not this one's going to put him on the map for the the A list map.
0: He's going to get some awards. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be he's going to be
1: You know, we talk about Black Panther being the comic book movie to uh sweep the awards next year. I don't think so anymore. I think because the thing about Black Panther, it's a great movie, but it's still a comic book movie. This one transcends the genre. So yeah, I think does. this one uh you're going to see nominations for director, actor, uh maybe even writing as adapted because it's uh, you know, it's an adapted mm-hmm. screenplay based on an original mm-hmm. character. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I guess i p you would call
0: i mean it. you could even get you could even get um production design, you yeah know, because you might. they they mm-hmm. created this very specific world mm-hmm. you know that doesn't look like any of the other depictions Gotham is always d- depicted as gritty, and that's like you were saying yes. anastasia that's the that's part of the Batman's
1: i mean Tim Burton's Gotham it looked like just uh what was, what was i remember when the movie first came out, it was described as a uh Uh, what was it, like this just kind of weird gothic throwback to like, you know... uh Like the Um, noirs, yeah, noir, yeah, uh huh. Mm -hmm. And like Mm
2: -hmm. they they water down all the streets before shooting, yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) like
1: that kind of thing where it was the same production designer as uh, Blade Runner, Mm -hmm. and Blade, and you could tell, yeah. And and then plus you add the Blade Runner production designer and Tim Burton together, Mm -hmm. that's going to be a dark looking city. (laughs) And uh, I think they I remember hearing a description of like Blade Runner, the production design, that made it look like a cross between Chinatown and hell. (laughs) (laughs)
2: your descriptions of this make me think of Logan I feel like that was not a comic book movie comic book movie you know it's definitely
1: in that uh, vein for sure Uh, although Logan felt like an adult comic book movie where this just feels like uh, just another animal completely really Mm -hmm.
0: it is I mean the best best description is taxi driver Mm -hmm. in a DC universe yeah I mean like Mm -hmm. You don't have to like Logan, which is great, and it, it really is not a—it's not a uh, a summer superhero movie. It's a—it's a—it's a gritty comic book movie. This is like an amazing movie that just happens to be about a comic. Like you don't have to know the Batman universe; it helps and everything. But if you just yeah. came into this cold. With with DC and Batman, you would go, wow! It's a great story about a psychopath, mm-hmm. and the creation yeah. of one, and how society right. is kind of responsible for creating this
1: guy, mm-hmm. or at
2: least keeping him going. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. and but, not helping him. Yeah. yeah, we'll get more into that in the spoiler for sure. Uh, oh. uh, but yeah, that's there's all these dynamics kind of going on, and uh, um, especially well, there's one line I'll give here, in, and when he says, um, "Well, I'm not really political," and uh, and he means it. You know, he's, he's he's chaos. He doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, you know, he's being used as an icon, you know, by people that want him to be, uh, uh, you know, a political argument. He doesn't, you know, he's just, he doesn't care. He just doesn't yeah. care.
0: And, yeah. and he literally, he says, like, you, I have mental illness. You don't treat me. And then you're shocked that I act this way. You cast me out and just abandoned me. <laughs> <laughs> and you created this. It's like, wow, it's pretty... Yeah, so I see it.
2: Okay, yeah. I really, yeah. I really, it. really, you know, good. I I probably wouldn't have seen it before, mm-hmm. I, or like waited until it was really accessible. We
1: made sure Aaron saw it because he doesn't want to be here for the spoiler without seeing it. So <laughs> we, he saw it. Uh, when did you see it, Aaron? Thursday. Yeah. So all right. So hear more about the spoiler because there's a ton more we need to go into, but we don't want to ruin it for you. Those of you who haven't seen it yet, because honestly. It's the kind of movie that you're better off seeing it without spoilers because it will, uh, um, the impact will be much larger if you don't know what's what's coming because the movie is constructed to be a slow burn with a uh, literally an explosive payoff at the end. See the movie so, and then listen to our spoiler. So, all right, Graham, we've got some Patreon sponsors oh, still. Oh, well, thank They're you, everybody, still here.
0: for going to Patreon.com/slash Comedy Film Nerds. Yep.
1: And Johnny Roland, he has his novel Green Cheek, A Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. It's on Amazon, both digital and hard copy. It's an experimental stream of consciousness novel which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and her mortal lover T.S. on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of a supernatural America. The website is happyharshowproductions.com, Happyharshowproductions.com. Fanboy Planet, a website and a podcast for all things geeky and amazing. Check out Fanboy Planet for your comics news, your movie news, TV news, and amazing interviews with industry insiders and artists. FanboyPlanet.com. And Coffee Over Suicide, a dramedy podcast about mental illness and choosing life over death. One cup of coffee at a time. Um, Joker movie, probably a good subject for that podcast, yes. for sure. New episodes every Wednesday and Friday, wherever podcasts are found. Find out more at coffeeoversuicide.com, coffeeoversuicide.com. And Alice Frazier, the co-host of the Bugle podcast, host of Tea with Alice, brings you a series of three genre-bending solo stand-up shows. Explore the badger between comedy and tragedy. The shows were recorded back to back as a three-hour show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival with a binaural microphone, which creates an intensely immersive listening experience. Go to AliceFrazier.com. And the Art Podcast with Rebecca Evans. New episode recording recorded at San Diego Comic-Con with the artist Eric Joyner, known for painting robots and donuts together. The Art Podcasts with an S. And uh, Tony McFadden's 14th book is a gritty Australian Noir. The Murder of Jeremy Brooks pits small-town Australian PI Dan McGuinness, against corporate greed and corruption. A Sydney surgeon hires Dan to find her husband's killer. The cops think it's a mugging gone bad. She thinks it was a hit. More info at TonyMcFadden.net slash JB. TonyMcFadden.net slash JB. And from Andy Bowman, every week on the Geek 101 podcast, Ariel and Andy get together to discuss, critique, review, and sometimes bicker about the latest in geek news and pop culture become a listener and join the conversation by listening to the Geek 101 podcast wherever you download your podcasts. And uh, new sponsor Jerome Sullivan uh, calling on he's a screenwriter calling on Hollywood, Netflix, Disney, anybody, HBO, YouTube. Go to jcsscreenplays.com. That's jcsscreenplays.com to check out all the briefs of his completed movie and television scripts including a murder mystery, a sci-fi action thriller, coming-of-age musical, a horror, a rom-com and more visit jcsscreenplays.com. All right. And uh, I'm going to mention this now because a couple of you have been changing your um, Patreon pledges. Some of you want to still take advantage of the loot crate. Um, It is not too late for the loot crate because uh, we have two more. Um, rounds of Patreon funding left, so you'll get charged for November 1st and December 1st, and that is enough for the Loot Crate. We will send those out at the beginning of December, so we do have plenty of stuff left to fill Loot Crate, so if you want to do that, a couple of you have taken advantage of that, please do, and we will get those out at the beginning of December. All right. Ready for some trailers, Graham? Let's
0: go for some trailers. I thought
1: Birds of Prey would be uh, appropriate after the Joker movie. Yeah,
0: I think you're right. It's a talk about Some different type of DC program.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It still mentions the Joker. Yes, it does.
0: This is uh, Harley Quinn. Um, Now we're stuck on this ridiculous ad. I don't know what happened. I don't know, dude. It's just stuck.
1: So this is an interesting choice. Like, you know, Harley Quinn... We got very popular from, with the Suicide Squad movie, uh, but we're already getting another Suicide Squad movie, so is this kind of the overexposing of Harley Quinn? Well, well do we need to see this much of her?
0: Here we go. You're on mute. Yeah.
1: There's <laughs> nothing without a master. No one gives two shit. Yeah. I mean, I love Margaret. We Robbie. are beyond that.
2: She's great. She's such a good actress.
1: she had no problem doing a superhero movie. I wanted a
0: fresh start. But it turns out I wasn't the only Damon Gotham looking for
1: emancipation. They're adding a lot of other little more obscure Gotham characters. As a Batman fan, see how many you can name, Graham. (laughs) Who are you got? That's Black Mask without the Black Mask. <laughs> <I'm>
0: like, <laughs> after all of us
1: now. Black Canary. Us, we're out of here. Huntress. Let's, we <laughs> <And it is.
2: laughs>
0: got to be king. Isn't this fun? It's just like the sleepover. We should order pizza. Make okay. <laughs> Cosmos. We'll Harley. Focus. Okay. Get ready, ladies. Oh, you're that psycho chick. i never call a woman a chick. I'll accept broad, lady, woman, and on occasion, bitch. Bitch. What are you talking What's about? that for me, will you? <laughs> <laughs> So I'm curious with that. It looks really interesting now. Suicide Squad. We know what
1: was a misfire.
0: <laughs> was a complete misfire. I'm.
1: I think they I'm went suspic- to try to have more fun with this one.
0: Have more fun. Let Margot mm-hmm. Robbie free. Anchor. I mean, the she movie, was the yeah. hit of Suicide, Suicide right. Squad. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like
2: everyone just said, well, she was great. But right. Yeah. yeah. You know.
0: And I think it's smart to then let her have her own vehicle. My suspicion, though, is a February release is.
1: It's not great.
0: It's not great. <laughs> now, are they going? Like we've talked about, right. Black Panther did the February release, and it broke all these records, and Hollywood right. started to go, wait a minute, maybe that isn't just yeah. a dead zone. Let's release some big movies in that time. Are they doing that because they know it's good, or are they just like, ooh?
1: Great question. <laughs> I don't know that trailer. It could literally go either way. It could go
0: either way. That's mm-hmm. right. If I just, without knowing DC's track record, mm-hmm. I'd go on. That I'm
1: in. Yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. But- now, and we're like, you know, um, fool me once, shame on you.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. We just talked about how great the Joker was. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's technically a DC movie.
1: And it's it's completely, and you could tell they made great pains to say, this is outside of the continuity and will always be outside of the continuity. Um, this one looks like it's more kind of shoehorned back in. Uh, so I don't know what is kind of going on, but it definitely looks like they were trying to have her just have more fun, yeah. a lighter movie. Um, they were trying to, I think maybe Deadpool it a little bit, but like, but I don't know. I don't know. I still feel like it might be trying too hard. (laughs) You know, that, has that feeling of like, I'm like, see, look how wacky and fun we are as a, as a supervillain. Aren't we great? Yeah. I don't know, though. I feel like Margot Robbie could pull this off. She could. She could. She could. That supporting
2: cast looked really great. Yes. Yeah. I love seeing Rosie Perez pop up and stuff. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. she's been in a couple things, and Mm -hmm. it's cool seeing her back. And Ali Wong, that could be really funny.
0: Yeah. I think if it's just sort of... Especially since the premise is sort of like they're kind of doing good stuff, sort of. It's this sort of vague... It's
1: like this weird mix of, like, you know, Gotham outcasts and misfits where some are kind of heroes, some are kind of villains, but it like, they kind of mix them up a little bit. Cause, uh, so we'll see. I could also yeah.
2: see this just like, they're like, let's jump on the, the girl group sort of train, you know, and and put out our version of that.
1: It's like, well, we should have, you know, maybe somebody went, yeah, we should definitely do that. And maybe do like three or four uh, heroes and villains. I'm like, no, we need 10. You know, because so, you put saw them all that. Put there. Yeah, yeah. You saw like, there's, wait, how many names are on there? You know, that's a lot of birds yeah. of prey. All right. So this next one, uh, Six Underground. You'll never guess who directs this movie, Graham. Uh. Michael Bay mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? And I'm very curious to see if there is one frame in this trailer that will surprise you Take place in <laughs> Hong Kong <laughs> Let's see, I wonder if this is an action movie from the 80s
0: How's it going over there? You're
2: really
1: ruining my flow right now, you know that I hope somebody does a quip before something dangerous. Hot girl in a tight dress. Got it. Fast car. Good. 15 minutes. Exclusive club. Masks. How about a helicopter? Hit it. Hello, boys. Oh, there's the
0: quip. There it is. <laughs> Oh,
1: Director Michael, Michael see, I w- I see, I wouldn't put that first. What if I told you I know what happens when you die? You become a ghost. No more criminal records. No more office parties. No stupid weddings.
0: The best part of being dead
1: is the freedom. Wow, oh, that's making it sound great. Oh, there's oh, the helicopters. He's are okay. politics.
2: No one touch his mind. Oh, yeah, they-
1: how about some we more slow motion? To no one. We don't even care about what they say. You could take out some truly evil people. you are stuck on the stairwell. Guys, I got a bad idea. Don't have
0: bad ideas.
1: Have good ideas. For Ryan Reynolds trying to make horrible lines listenable.
0: <laughs> I wonder if he gets too old for this shit. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Was that
0: a guy? These people were declared dead.
1: None of us will be remembered. Hey, I, I would like it's to stay to in some, in some of world. these hotels, though. Did yeah, they seem really, nice.
0: really, like, yeah.
1: really
2: nice. Special ops people got I'd love to break through some of their windows. Yeah.
0: yeah. Just, uh, in a $2,000 dress. <laughs> <for> yeah. Fantastic. land <laughs> in an $80,000 car.
1: You seen that? Yes! You seen that? Yes. Uh, Is there a hot blonde with a machine gun in this?
0: Sorry for yelling. Welcome to the world's biggest magnet. Are you out of your mind?
1: Oh, that's the hook. I know it's an action movie, but look, we're going to put a really big magnet in it. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's going to make it completely different.
2: No one's done this before. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So it's Fast and Furious Mission Impossible?
1: Yeah. That's giving it too much credit. <laughs> I mean,
0: I wasn't sure, sure. I had a suspicion, but I... Uh, uh, this is all so fucking dangerous.
1: I think everyone's telling Ryan Reynolds, just be Deadpool in this character. Just be Deadpool. Just, just, just give be me a... Deadpool. Yeah. Um, so, you know what? I, this isn't on the sheet, but I want... Because now that I watched it again, I want to do this comparison real quick. Um. Go to... Are you on YouTube? Search. It's
0: directly to Netflix, by the way. Yes,
1: it is, in December. Do a... Um, pull up Call of Duty Modern Warfare trailer because this is coming out this month Uh, go down story trailer go down one more this one that one yeah and this is just to give you an idea of what else is out there in different types of uh, entertainment it looks like it has a better story there's nothing similar about it this is bigger now Chemical weapons have fallen into terrorist hands. Keep in mind this is a game. They could be anywhere. We need to move fast. What do you suggest?
2: A business trip.
1: Fire! Let's talk! i need your help. Because of this poison, my people have known something worse than war.
0: Help us track it.
1: If you stay, we can help you.
0: But if
2: you stay,
1: you fight. You. The
2: invaders of my country have no regard
1: for human life. We live like this every day. Any further complications and we're at war. We're
0: breaking through now. We need a new extraction point first. Save yourself, daughter. Join us.
1: I lead soldiers. You train killers.
0: But we are all killers here. No? How about you, Captain? Are you gonna let them die? Chemical weapons are now in the wild. Fix it. Where do we draw the line, sir? You draw the line. No time! Stop! Wherever you need it. What the hell is this?
2: the off switch. We're all just pawns in this. You speak for yourself.
0: This is crazy. Yeah, but we're a little crazy, aren't we?
2: The rules of engagement have changed. If you can't identify the target,
1: you are the target
0: so better script writing yes. than a Michael Bay movie is that what you I s- want to see to- that
1: movie more than I want to see the Michael Bay one yeah that was compelling yeah that's uh. and that was done by Activision point, So point taken Chris yeah. yeah
2: what I mean what's Michael Bay's reputation now I mean he's got he's I think that movie that trailer we just saw for Six Underground like that'll do great overseas
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of it. I mean, like, what it is, it, it's a uh, basically he's a um, a conveyor belt of garbage. Yeah. And it just goes over and over and over. But like, no, no, people still like it. Okay, well, he's going to make the exact same thing over and over and over again. It's going to be explosions. It's going to be empty. And that's all it's going to be. I'm like, oh, yeah, but we'll, it just still makes money. So we'll, we'll keep and letting was, him do it. Yeah. I guess
0: it's like, for me, it's like, fine, put it on Netflix, don't take up any theater space right. with this nonsense. <laughs> just put this somewhere where I don't have to avoid it or I'm like, wish I could watch something else,
1: but I can't because it's Don't intense. take a slot away from an actual filmmaker.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it seems to me right now that films that actually go to have a theater release, they, people are being way more discerning. Yeah. They're, they're not just gonna it's expensive see now. action yeah. garbage, you know? Yep. Yeah, it, you ha- it's too expensive it's to too go to the expensive.
0: movies. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, even in smaller cities where yeah. it's eight, nine bucks to go to the movies, not the 15 or 20 that it is here. Right. It's mm-hmm. that's a lot of money, man. And then yeah. you drop $20 on food just for yep. popcorn and a thing or whatever.
1: And then if, you know, if you have kids, then it's a babysitter too. I mean, yeah. it's a it's $100 night, easy to go to the movies. Um, so you're going to be a little more discerning when you have to spend that kind of money just to go out to see the movies. Whereas like, all right, What's on Netflix? I already paid my eleven dollars for the month. This is cheaper. And I'll, I'll watch yeah.
2: pretty much anything on Netflix. Yeah, for, like streaming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll try it. And, I'll give uh, it ten minutes. I'll give it ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: yeah. There, you, you know, you're you're not you're not losing anything because uh, there's no risk, and they know that. <laughs> so um, uh, now we uh, we are closing out the store. It's probably going to be about December fifteenth. We will shut it down. So there is plenty of stuff left. Uh, everything is discounted. Check it out. A lot of you've been buying stuff over the next couple of days uh, or the last couple of days. Uh, what I meant to say is it will go out in the next couple of days. But thank you for buying it over the last couple of days. And uh, we are giving something free in everyone. Like if you buy a book and a CD, we'll throw in another book or a CD in there for free. Uh, shirt, we'll give you another shirt. So uh, whatever you buy, don't worry; there will be a free gift in there for you as well.
0: And you can see uh, if you get if you buy earbuds, you can see Julia W. D. Harrison featured in the movie. She's Indeed. the one who put this uh, together, the Dungtown <laughs> yeah. Cfn uh, mashup.
1: And I will say this: the uh, earbuds DVD does have stuff on it that is not um, on streaming, like you know, just the movie is on streaming. Um, you can still get the extras on the Cfn website. However. There are two extras, like when Graham and I went to Australia for the Star Wars premiere. That is only on the DVD. Yep. So check that out, and we will sign the DVDs for you as well. So all right, coming out on DVD and Blu-ray, Toy Story Four. This was a really um, fun, great movie. Again, they just they keep. They, they keep banging out good movies in this franchise every time I think well that's ridiculous there's why is there another Toy Story movie this is going to be stupid oh no it was pretty good you go there right. and you yeah. cry yeah yeah I'm yeah. like all right no okay all right I accept your terms. <laughs> 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 um, Annabelle comes home. This is another one in the Conjuring universe that I, I don't know how many there are now at this point, or there are specifically. Do you like the Annabelle's Conjuring spin-off. movies?
2: I think they're good, fun, scary movies. The
1: first Conjuring was really good. The first good. Conjuring it was terrifying, was great, yeah. and it was really a well done movie. Uh, but then again, sequelitis. They get progressively worse as they go along.
2: The only thing that kind of bums me out is if you actually dig deep into the Warrens, the family mm-hmm. that they portray in all of these, or the couple, they're kind of horrible, money grubbing people. <laughs> you know? And the films kind of show them as these, you know, saviors, these ghost helping, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. helping helpless people. You know, and it's just not true. They're kind of horrible.
1: <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird some Hollywood polish on these movies (laughs) it's Uh, it's such a weird thing (laughs) and Midsommar this is uh, again was another one of those horror movies that uh, you know the guy that did I think it was Hereditary Um, everyone who said it, I love movies like this they're like so disturbing everyone who sees it kind of like gets quiet for a little while and comments that like yeah there's some disturbing stuff and so it makes me never want to see these movies because it, it feels like there's certain images in these movies that I don't want in my head Yeah. so um, but you know he, he crafts these great disturbing horror movies so if you have the stomach for it they're recommended
2: you you're not a horror fan.
1: I am, but I have like uh, I have like limits where I don't mm. like I don't like torture porn. Oh, I don't kind like of stuff. Porn uh, or if it's like overly disturbing and graphic, I kind of start to shut out. But
2: Hereditary, there were definitely scenes that I was like. I wish I could remove that from my brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're Anastasia.
0: You're a horror fan, yeah. though.
2: I, you know, I'm I have eclectic taste, but I mm-hmm. definitely enjoy being scared. Mm-hmm. And I, but I, I can't. I don't like slasher films, and I don't like torture porn. Right. It has to actually like get into my head. Oh, and scare I think me.
1: we are similar in our, our horror likes for yeah. the uh, movies. Like I just went to a uh, Shriekfest.
2: Oh was, yeah, uh, you know, that's we saw cool. Saw a bunch of
1: movies, and they were all really good, and none of them were torture porny at all. They were more independent horror films with some you know different takes so it's always cool to see the indie horrors as it's, well
2: I think indie horror that's a genre that indie is perfect for absolutely it's like yeah. when someone does something cool and new and you can go low budget and it still works well yeah you know
0: mm-hmm. yeah they're, they're they're telling great stories yeah exactly, exactly. they don't have to have uh,
1: name actors uh, premiering this week Gemini Man <laughs> this is the Will Smith uh, fighting the um, CG Will Smith movie Uh I, you know, no, I'm not going to see this movie. Let me just cut to the chase. I'm probably not going to see this movie. Even though I heard some like interesting things about it, I'm like, oh, that sounds it No, I'm still out. I'm
0: so excited to watch this movie on a plane. (laughs) It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Fall asleep too. Um, I can't wait. Just I'll be flying somewhere over Nebraska on my way to the East Coast and it'll just be perfect.
1: I will say I will be seeing one of these movies this weekend and it may not be my choice, uh, because of the Adams family is coming out, my kids may want to see it. We'll go see that. Or the one I really want to see is Parasite. This it looks, looks so good, yeah. and the trailer is so good. This is the one that we saw. The um, was it the um, Korean film where oh. uh, that we saw the trailer and was like really vague enough to get us interested. And then even fans that saw it early screenings that are like, it barely scratches the surface. This well, movie looks well, so good. Well, we've talked about so this good. before. The yeah.
0: movies coming out of Korea are pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. they're doing mm-hmm. great work.
1: The uh, and I will say this: the Arc Light. Um, did this crazy thing where I think for one or two nights you could buy, like, this evening ticket where you go, you see the movie. Then I think you go next door and, like, a Korean chef cooks you, like, a traditional Korean meal <laughs> for them Like, to spend, like, the whole evening there at the Arclight. <laughs> so, but, yeah, this is one I, I've heard nothing but, like, you know... Glowing reviews where this a is friend like a friend of mine saw it movie. Yeah. at a
2: festival and mm-hmm. said it's mind-blowingly good.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I really, I really want to try to see this for sure. Now this would be a great movie that would really benefit from a simultaneous release, where it's like, okay, well, it's in the theaters, but if I can't quite get to the theater, I would watch this Sunday night if I could buy it on demand for ten bucks or whatever. I totally yeah, would.
0: I'd rent this for four or five. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. So.
1: All right, that is it. That's our show. Four
0: eighty five, lock it down, put it in the books. Anastasia, where can people find you online and your yep. and your wonderful? What uh, do you got coming up? Podcast.
2: Um, <laughs> you know, I just just the podcast. Yeah, at Dunktown Podcasts everywhere. I am at Anastasia Vigo everywhere. Um, but yeah, we have we are starting the NBA season um, and our like season two, so we're really excited about that. Lots of. Um, you know comments well, on how we want shorter shorts we want basketball <laughs> players to
1: wear shorter shorts
0: <laughs> so. and also we talked about this yesterday on the show which will drop this petition yeah, yeah. <laughs> is now LA with the with Qui Leonard and Paul George at the clippers and um anthony davis with lebron like you're gonna have two like top tier basketball teams playing in this city in the same building
2: the the season opener is lakers versus clippers and it's just gonna be such a good game i'm so excited to see it like la is so lucky and anyone you know i know this is a laker town but anyone out there who's mad that Kawhi and paul george are on the clippers they just need to recognize how good they have it here. Like, there's great basketball being played here, and they should be excited about that.
0: Nice. Listen yeah. to Dunktown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen to me talk WNBA. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Didn't you go to see them in Vegas, too?
0: I went to the yeah. NBA or the WNBA All-Star Game. Mm-hmm. We talked about that a little bit, which was super mm-hmm. fun. Um, so, yeah. That releases this week?
2: Yeah, on Wednesday.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Um, so uh comedy film nerds final episode december 12th go to dynastytypewriter.com for tickets or grandmella.com for tickets um and then of course uh ron placone and i are doing progressive comedy tour in australia november 14th we're going to uh, melbourne the 15th adelaide the 17th sydney and the 22nd we will be in perth go to grandmella.com for tour date
1: tickets Very cool. And uh, if you are in town this weekend at L.A. Comic-Con, I will be there. I will be doing the Comics on Comics panel at noon at L.A. Comic-Con, and I will be doing a signing for uh, Long and Far Away, my graphic novel at the Starburns booth at 3. So that is on the far, far right of the – I looked on the map – of the floor. So go to the far right – uh, bottom corner, and that's where I'll be for at three o'clock signing copies of Long Ago and Far Away. And the panel is at noon for Comics on Comics this weekend. And I know I've been threatening about the new Kickstarter for the new comic, it's just taken a, lo- a little longer to put together. So um, it's a matter of putting together with the studio, the video editor, the artist. The editor and the letter. So it's a little more to. A couple of, yeah, couple a little, of a hands more, in there. Yeah, a little more things to put together. Uh, so, uh, but I will be hoping, hopefully, be able to announce that uh, launch within the next uh, week or two. So thank you.
0: All right, folks. That's our episode. Anastasia Vigo, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Yeah. Appreciate you being on the show. Thank you, Aaron Brungard, everybody, at the All Things
1: Comedy World Headquarters. My name is Graham Hellwood. And I'm Chris Mancine. And as always, remember, Han shut first. Mmh. <laughs>